today, mm-hmm. you came up with a list mm-hmm. of things that make you unreasonably uncomfortable. This is not an exhaustive list. It was a spontaneous list that started with mm-hmm. hairpin-legged furniture. Mm-hmm. Scary. Went on to include um, people foraging mushrooms. I don't like it. I don't like hearing about it. I don't like seeing in their pictures. It ended with, well, the today's list ended with a jar of pickles where one is broken. Yeah. Actually. I, I would not buy that jar of pickles. I think you appended the list to include Swiss chalet sauce. <laughs> yeah, the Swiss chalet <laughs> dipping sauce, which I, I've had very limited experience with. I think it tastes like tea, like meat tea. <laughs> like Meaty? No, meat tea. Meat tea. Tea. Like they've steeped it. I think it, there's, it's been steeped. It, it's got like a steeped in meat. I think it has cloves and cinnamon, and I think that's why I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's not a good combination with chicken <laughs> or anything. And Swishelli is just kind of gross, anyways. <laughs> it's also gone. Guess I what? Think. So is our sponsorship with Swishelli. <laughs> gone. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> Was that even a cold open? I don't know. It is now. Hey, you know what this sound is? Uh, no. Can I do that better? Still no? Please. That was the sound of the champagne opening Oh, this past weekend when I won a bet. Okay, so we have a recap. A very significant bet, I would say. There was a lot on the line. I had to say this weekend that Roy was right. I'm getting kind of used to saying that. <laughs> you had to say this weekend that my detective skills are exemplary. I didn't say that. No, but I don't think true. you know the word exemplary. <laughs> <laughs> but it is in fact true. Yeah. That your detective skills are exemplary. Mm-hmm. You called it. Table for 1200 was in fact located at? The cathedral. St. Boniface Cathedral. Yeah. And can I give listener a little backstory? On? On how I came to that conclusion? Do it. And the timeline. Yep, do it. Okay, so on May 10th, Storefront posted an Instagram post from the secret location. Of their feet. And it was just of their feet. And of some paving stones. Very common paving stones. Very common paving stones. And since I have a a rich and varied social life, (laughs) I was just, you know, hanging out on my couch thinking, what if I Googled different spots around Winnipeg and then zoomed in on the ground? What if? Would I be able to find those paving stones? I feel confident you might. Well, I did. With hindsight. I did. And I told you, I'm like, I think I got it. I think... I've got it. And I kept it a secret from you yes, for we were three driving. days. Yeah. Oh, did you really? Was that long? For three days, okay. yeah. Okay. And then uh, we were driving around and I, I kind of directed you to the cathedral. Mm-hmm. And I was all cagey. So we could do a little recon. Yeah. And I'm like, pull over. Come over here. Look at the ground. <laughs> and you're like, why? Why, why no, am I looking at this? No, I was not. <laughs> at that point, I said, you nailed it. I nailed it. And so we took uh, pictures to compare and contrast. And not only... Did I not, what's the word? 
doubt me? Not only did I not doubt you, Mm -hmm. I had fully planned where we were going to go for the pregame based on this location, where we were going to go for the after party based on this location. We were so convinced it was that location (laughs) that if that location hadn't been announced, we would have gone there anyways. Yeah, we probably would have. Our whole (laughs) evening hinged on it being there. Just set up our own table. Yeah. So we yeah. did take some evidence pictures that we were there on May 13th, running around tree? like fools. Yeah. And oh. hmm? you mean, are you talking about the ones where we went and scouted it out the night before? Because we were like, super, well, no. Okay. Convinced. But also the night before table for 1200, before yeah. it had been announced. Yeah. You were like, hey, you don't need to wash your hair. Let's go for a drive. Yes. And so we drove to Avenue de la Cathedral. Yes. <laughs> street of the cathedral yeah (laughs) and uh we did note that there was no parking yeah all along that street city of winnipeg in preparation for something what could it be maybe a special event maybe (laughs) maybe a a one night only dining takeover of an entire street or 150 tables worth of a maybe um so the stakes were pretty high yeah stakes Regrettably, but, I do not get a steak. No, but probably you'll get a steak. And what more? There's a seafood tower in your future. There's a seafood tower. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's a reasonable facsimile for a steak. But mm-hmm. also, it should be mentioned that champagne was purchased. Champagne was purchased. Toasts were had. Yeah, there was a toast. Eight people said, to Roy. Yeah. The happiest I've ever been. <laughs> well, no, seven people, because apparently you didn't say it. I didn't? Well, you're you're questioning it now. <laughs> Did we, they? <laughs> we all said to Roy. We all said to, to Roy. Roy. We toasted Roy. I said it on public whatever this is. Yeah. All eight listeners. <laughs> they all yeah. heard. Yeah. They all heard. Um, and can I also say that it was a lovely location? It was beautiful location yeah the tree canopy and the cathedral the forecast for saturday was powerful sunshine (laughs) we didn't get we didn't get that we didn't get powerful sunshine we got powerful wind (laughs) we did we got equal power equally powerful wind yeah yeah so should we like tell the little story of setting up our table so before we launch into the setup Mm -hmm. i should mention that um, well, first of all, I want to make a blanket apology for my bad French word pronunciation throughout oh, the, boy. Yep. the episode. And secondly, I think it's I think we should note that we traveled to a mythical land far, far away. Until this weekend, we didn't know that St. Boniface existed. It was named for Roman Catholic missionary St. Boniface, an English missionary monk and apostle. There's a whole town on the other side of that river. San Boniface. It was his own city. It was. It was, and and we've denied its existence. Do you know, there was a time for no particular reason. There was a time, and we'll talk about this later. That Saint Boniface was worried about Winnipeg encroaching. <laughs> that <laughs> would have been its a position. Shame. Yeah, like literally, you could swim to Saint Boniface. <laughs> like you, should, <laughs> the fear. <laughs> Of being encroached upon (laughs) was there right from the beginning. Yeah. Speaking of the beginning. Yes. I would like to note. Okay. 
that um, the area known as St. Boniface mm-hmm. was the home of indigenous peoples for thousands of years. Yes. Historically, the Ojibwe. And more recently, the site of the Métis struggle to obtain favorable terms for Manitoba's entry into Confederation and as a focus of resistance to the controversial 1890 legislation to alter Manitoba's school system to abolish French as an official language in the province. Oh. Is that bear saying? That's, that's <laughs> worth saying. And you know what? I believe that more than I believe in the existence of St. Boniface. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's a small um, nod to the much, much longer history on the site than what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of fails to capture all of the struggles. Mm-hmm. But um, just wanted to start there. I don't know if this is a tangent. This might be a tangent. Like a page tangent. Oh, not an enthusiastic aside? Well, it might be an aside, not okay. too enthusiastic. Um, so we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. Table for 1200 event, yes. Saturday. Yes. Sunday, I guess someone was on Avenue de la Cathedral. I don't have trouble with that. Avenue de la Cathedral. And they saw like garbage on the street oh no and it was quite a windy night so there was like some papers in the bushes and different things and posted it on twitter and said this is the aftermath of table (gasps) for 1200 oh no and so then someone else commented well did they do a land acknowledgement because if they did a land acknowledgement then they're full of crap because they're not taking care of the land yeah and then storefront uh posted a picture of the street all cleaned up and i guess the picture had been taken and posted before they had sent their work crew out and they left the street better than they found it. Oh, wow. So that was good. Shout out to uh, to the work crew for doing that. And to Storefront for caring well, yeah, enough. Because it, otherwise it's just kind of lip service if you... Yeah. And to, to go in and leave a place in, in shambles. I think that's a really good tangent. It was a good tangent. Okay. okay, but the wind. Can I talk about the wind? We can talk about the wind. <laughs> Although, did you want to know... <laughs> Speaking of tangents. Speaking of St. Boniface. Because I was like trying to figure out like who was St. Boniface. Right. Right? I was mean, he a saint or just a he was all a around great guy? Yeah. <laughs> he was in fact a saint. Um, and some traditions credit St. Boniface with the invention of the Christmas tree. What? That's on Wikipedia. So take it with the big grain of salt. Deserved. I the Germans invented the Christmas tree. Well... I think uh, young Rebecca agrees. Tannenbaum? And that's based on exactly nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we both agree, even though we're not sure if we've ever heard it anywhere before. <laughs> you just made it up, and we're all just the pretty, It seems agree. like something a German would come up with. <laughs> There's the Re- Rebecca code that I don't know about, and the two of you are adhering. To. The Rebecca's know all. All right. The wise Rebecca's. Okay, anyway, so, so as you were saying, tw- table for 1200. Okay, so tw- table for 1200. We arrived at. Avenue de la Cathedral on Saturday afternoon to set up. Yeah. And it was calm. It was a calm day. It was warm, but not oppressively hot. A little overcast. A little overcast. Uh, perfect conditions for work, I was. Yeah. Say. We uh, arrived to set up our table. Of course, parking is far from our table. It is. <laughs> As we could. Uh, but we um, found... Well, we figured... We figured 20 to 30 minutes for this process. Yeah. We thought like 20 to 30 minutes to set up the table. We found our table... <laughs> started to set up other tables around us it looked like people had set up and left yeah or we're in the process of setting up yes so as we start to set up a wind 
A gale from force. A gale force wind from the east <laughs> came down that street. And as it picked up tablecloths, you could hear wine glasses breaking from one end of the street to the other. <laughs> Just like bang, bang, bang. Well, not a bang. What's a, what's a gl- grass, glass? Smash, smash. What it, is a glass breaking sound? Smashity, smash, smash. See that. And I'm traumatized because I'm going to add the sound of breaking glass to my list of things that ook me out. It's on your list? Things that well, make you unreasonably uncomfortable? I was so uncomfortable by that breaking glass. And we were like trying our hardest not to let our own glasses break. We knocked, we tilted them all over on the table. Yeah. So we're sure. going to share a picture of our, our table design yes. on our socials at Made From Pod. But that's, if listener wants to know why all the wine glasses are laying down, that was pre-party, not post-party. <laughs> <laughs> so if I could anthropomorphize that wind. Yes. That wind was a cat. That was a cat. That wind was a cat. Just knocking everything off tables. <laughs> one after another. Smash. Have you ever seen the commercial with the really tall, kind of awkward guy? I think it was a can... Candyman? It might have been a Cannes Lions Award winner at one point. It's a really tall, awkward kind of guy. And he walks around and he lifts a woman's skirt up. Yes. And he knocks a newspaper out of a guy's hands. And then it turns out that he's the wind. He's the wind. Yeah, we were experiencing that guy. Except... (laughs) And all of his friends... Yeah, except if that guy was 100 people <laughs> simultaneously. I was really worried. And then the yeah. wind kind of calmed down. Yes. Like it kept going and breaking glasses for about an hour, yeah. which is why we never left our table after we, we set never it up. Left. Well, it was two, there was two reasons. One, it took us a lot longer to set up than we planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think for good reason, because I think the result worked out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other was uh, because... Uh, we were terrified that the whole thing was going to blow off the table. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we had a structure over our table. We did. It was, uh, yeah. I thought it was pretty impressive. We had a starry night above our heads. We did. I was going to say, just in case the listener hasn't had a chance to check out the Instagram yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know they're racing to the Instagram right now. <laughs> we did a Van Gogh theme. Yes. With the starry night and the sunflowers. Together at last. Together at last. Mm-hmm. Just in case people weren't sure. <laughs> well, and and we had a little bit of artistic expression happening at our table. We did. We put out paints and brushes and we had little easels. Yes. And uh, some <laughs> of our dining companions decided to paint during dinner. They did. It was actually great. Like when you look at the collection of painted yeah. easels, yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And speaking of cats... The easels yes. had a cat, a Van Gogh inspired cat on them to begin with. Of course. That I had made. Yeah. Uh, uh, that you had uh, made. Uh, who's got that in there? <laughs> you you hand painted. I had deco eight. I had decoupaged. You decoupaged. It's a lost art. <laughs> uh, but it was nice to see people being artistic and creative and interactive. I think that all future table designs, we should have an interactive element. I like it. Something to do while you're waiting for the next course. Right. You know, I was just thinking maybe if I were ever to uh, make a career transition to interior design, mm-hmm. I could name myself Deco Page. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just snort <laughs> twice? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm red. I'm red. Leave the comedy to the professionals. I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, it was pretty good. 
Um, so the rest of the event, did you enjoy? I enjoyed seeing all the, everyone else's table designs. Yeah, I was. Um, it was neat to see all the different tables. Mm-hmm. It was neat to bump into a like a wild cross section of people. Yeah, designers and other <laughs> children of people we know. People, children. Oh yeah, grown ups of people we know. <laughs> Parents of children we know. <laughs> Uh, just a, a great group of people yep. and um, great food. I, I believe in the episode where we talked about Table for 1200, mm-hmm. uh, we were bragging about how good the bannock was. And the bannock did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. So we got some incredible bannock. But what I did not get was the fry bread. Yeah. Well, how, come, how come the other end of the table took all the fry bread? They took all the fry bread. It was deny bread. <laughs> I love when I can when the the uh, audio captures the minute you're thinking about a joke. <laughs> Not a minute, the split second. The second you can hear the thinking. little tick, <laughs> <laughs> little hamster in a wheel. But we don't know who won for table design. It no, probably wasn't us because we didn't build an elaborate structure. There, yeah, there were there, there were some were structures. A few structures. I feel there were some rule breakers. Oh, definitely rule breakers. We tend to All stick good to the fun. rules. Yeah, we're rule followers but yeah um you wouldn't think <laughs> to look at us <laughs> um but i think yeah. next time we should just take the table and chairs out completely and just put your sectional out <laughs> and then we'll just have everyone sit on the sectional and eat like the way normal people eat as if we're watching the the rest of the people <gasps> as our we could put up like an empty tv frame and we could watch the rest of the dinner through it i like it i like it then <laughs> um can you tell us a little bit about uh, what was on the site before what's there today? Oh, I'm unprepared, but I'd be happy to. Okay, just <laughs> wing just it. off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it says a total of six chapels, churches, or cathedrals on my notes. That's what I have. I thought five. Five before what's there today. Okay, so five and then this one. Yeah. When I used to do the trolley tours, the cathedral was a big mm. hit on the tour. We used to go around the block and cool. stop and do the whole thing. Uh, the first, 1818. Do you know who arrived in 1818? Tell me. Father Joseph Norbert Provencher. Hmm. Interesting. Named after the street. Interesting that he settled so close to <laughs> the street that carried his name. <laughs> he changed his name when he got here. <laughs> so right at the corner of what became Taché, and Avenue de la Cathedrale, yeah, of which we're familiar. Can I sidebar for a second? Yes. Did you notice that they're both avenues? Yes, that's weird. Because one weird? should be a street. Yeah, St. Boniface doesn't appear to subscribe to the north-south streets and east-west avenues. Because after I realized they were both avenues, I went and looked at some other... they got a lot of avenues in St. Boniface. And a lot of rues. <laughs> well, a rue is a street. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm not great at will, French, but I knew that. I will that. rue the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, hmm. avenue and avenue. Corner of an avenue and an avenue. That's weird. Isn't it? I don't know if I like that. Well, it is a different It is a different land. Because I would say rue de la cathedrale. But you can't. Doesn't sound bad. Uh, oh, you mean you would? I would. Stylistically? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe in my head from now on I will. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, sorry. 1818. Yeah. Provencher arrives. Finds a street named after himself. <laughs> no. Not yet. These are not good facts. Not yet. 
<laughs> he finds a dirt path that he then names. Uh, has a log structure quickly assembled. Yeah. And he was, sent, he was sent by the Bishop of Quebec, which I also didn't know was a thing. Because <laughs> Quebec also may or may not exist. Uh, oh, I think it does. So he was sent to open a mission. They built this log structure to serve as his home. Yeah. But then it became a chapel. And a school. And a school. 50 by 30. Feet, that is. Why do you sound like the beginning of Beverly Hills Village? <laughs> Beverly Hills Village. <laughs> Oil, that is. <laughs> Black gold. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, a year later, 1819. Yep. Construction begins on a proper church and school mm. made of oak, which I thought was a hilarious detail. <laughs> Measuring 80 by 35. So we're gaining 30 feet in one direction. Feet, that is. <laughs> and five in the other direction. <laughs> Again. Wait, yeah, wait. Feet, that is. Uh, it took a couple years to complete. More than it, a couple. Well, a few. Seven? But, eh. Six. Well, it's a few. <laughs> a few years. Uh, but featured a bell tower. Ooh. That's legit. <laughs> uh, the bell, which you can go see in the St. Boniface Museum. Remember how we were supposed to go to the St. Boniface Museum for lunch today, but we didn't? Yeah. Uh, it was cast in England and Why donated by Lord Selkirk. Why didn't you take me to the St. Boniface Museum for lunch today? Because I was eating eggs and avocados and hummus in my office. As compelling as that sounds. I know. We had a I date. totally forgot. I know. I did too. <laughs> I Just you. completely. Woo. Yep. All right. Anyway, carry on. So the bell, donated by Lord Selkirk. Yeah. People can go see it at the St. Boniface Museum. Uh, okay, I have to read this line out loud. Do it. In 1822, when Profache was consecrated titular bishop of Juliopolis, <laughs> can't be a thing. <laughs> that cannot be a thing. You said titular. Okay. I did. I said titular. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the new church was given the title of cathedral. Ha ha. We go from church to cathedral. So he was made titular. <laughs> As one is. Proclaimed titular. Consecrated titular. I've never heard that word. Neither have I. Should we look this it up? This many times in... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Should we look it up? <laughs> you haven't heard that word this many times in a row? <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't go to the other hot spot in St. Boniface very often, do you? What? Where? With the peelers. Down the... Down the... Oh, the... Uh... What's that place called? I can't remember. <laughs> At the corner of Ar- Archibald? And... Yeah. But the ladies. It's a very titular... Got it, got it, yeah. Location. Yeah. So the, he was, it sounds like he was promoted with a word like titular in his title, uh, and the church was promoted. <laughs> Excellent. 1832. 1832. Like, again, this is a very short timeline. Yeah. Uh, St. Boniface was growing, and with it, the need for a larger sanctuary. Mm. Three-story addition was made to the existing structure, crowned by twin spires at each corner. It took command of the riverbank and could be seen for long distances, they say. Until it was destroyed by fire. Well, that was uh, my next point. Oh, sorry. (laughs) 1860, it was brought down by a great fire. Mm. The bells. You're You're wanting to know about the bells? Yeah, please tell me. What happened to the bells? Three 
725 kilogram bells crashed to the ground, Ooh. but were saved. Oh, good. Do you want to know a fun fact? Yeah. Because I promised fun facts. The bells <laughs> were sent back to the manufacturer in London to be recast. Like they asked for a refund? No, they just said, can you recast these? Uh, so they got like melted down and recast, I'm assuming. Really? Was that how you recast something? I guess. Yeah. Get, you can't just like bang the dents out no. of it. No. <laughs> just buff it out. <laughs> something wrong with those church bells? <laughs> the Liberty Bell would like to have a word. <laughs> but here's the fun part. Okay. The company that made the bells and then subsequently recast them was the same company behind the chimes inside Big Ben. Bam. Fun fact. What? We like that. Do we... Is it possible we talked about that before now? No. Oh, okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. No. Do you have a different podcast? I do. <laughs> I didn't tell her. Hell's bells. <laughs> it's called Deco Page, and it's a podcast about interior design and bells and bells. Uh, That's a fun fact. That is a fun fact. Less fun. Wait, no. On to the fourth church in 1962. Oh, no. Provencher was gone by then. Oh. And then he died in 1853. Yeah, that is less fun. Yeah. So he didn't, I guess, hear about the fire even. He would have been. Well, I mean, he's a bishop, so. Ignorance is bliss. Or no, wait, what was he? Was he a bishop still? No, he was the titular. Lord. (laughs) The titular bishop of Juliopolis. Land the plane, as they say. Okay, the fourth structure. We're up to number four. Yep. Uh, 1862, 1863-ish. Yep. Ordered by, the construction was ordered by Bishop Alexandra Antonin Taché. Hmm. So, again, coincidence that he found a street (laughs) bearing his name. This is really convenient. Uh, So he ordered the construction of the replacement cathedral. Made with stone and built with a tighter budget. It was smaller oh. than the original building. Wait, wait, wait. Or than wait. the previous building. I have a note here that says the 1962 church was 150 by 60 feet. But I also don't have the dimensions of the 1832 building, so maybe you're right. Well, they put that three-story addition onto it with the twin spires. Well, they could be seen from great distances. well then oh so you said smaller than the building it replaced it was smaller than the building it replaced i see uh it resembled the 1819 church oh with a single bell tower but rang with the bells that had been saved from the previous cathedral fire oh cool uh i don't know if this is a fun fact this is just a fact (laughs) the the funeral of louis riel (laughs) hanged for treason in regina was held inside that cathedral in 1885. Oh. And he is among many notable Manitobans buried in the cathedral cemetery to this day. Yes. You can go visit. All right. But that one, that building was torn down due to lack of space. Well, by 1900, St. Boniface was the fifth largest community in Western Canada. Can you believe that? Can you believe? I can't believe that. I don't know what year, I don't know what the timeline was, but I read that at one point St. Boniface had a population of 2,000 people mm-hmm. and 1,000 of them were Catholic. That's possible. 
I'm actually surprised it wasn't more. <laughs> well, I mean, there were people here before the Catholics. See? So early 1900s, St. Boniface, huge. Yeah. Winnipeg, growing even faster. So here we are talking about amalgamation. Amid fears of amalgamation and seeing the need to reestablish a, a commanding presence on the riverbank, the community, led by Archbishop Adelard Langevin, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any streets named after <laughs> There is. The Archbishop. Are there, is yeah, there? I think Langevin. so. Yeah, Langevin. Uh, he began fundraising for a larger cathedral and uh, work on the new structure, the fifth and the largest, began in 1906. That's amazing. And that's so only the one. two years to build because yeah. it opened in 1908. Yeah. Uh, the same year St. Boniface was incorporated as a city. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it would seat 2,500 people. That's huge. That's more than the previous <laughs> figure have, you just gave. I have 2,050. <laughs> uh, the smaller stone cathedral <laughs> from 1863 was adjacent on that property for about a year, but then they tore it down to make space oh. to your earlier point okay okay fun I fact see. hit me the bells <laughs> always with the bells the bells in that cathedral the ones from 1832 and saved and recast from the 1860 fire were transferred to the limestone cathedral ah nice well no we'll talk about the bells again okay <laughs> do you want to talk about that big cathedral? Yeah, let's do it. In its architectural splendor? Let's do it, shall we? Yes. The, uh, ooh, ooh, smashing shit up. The um, Heritage Long Report. Oh, boy. <laughs> I told you to look for the Heritage Short Report. It exists. <laughs> I didn't download the Heritage Short Report. Um, the Long Report, which I won't read you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, starts Reader with- can subscribe to your other pod for long-winded <laughs> diatribes and document readings. <laughs> um, it, the long report starts with a little excerpt from a poem called The Red River Voyager by John Whittier. Of Whittier Park fame? I'm assuming, oh, well. but I don't know. The poem, the excerpt from the poem yes. reads thus. The bells of the Roman... Oh, there's the bells again. The bells of the Roman mission that call from the turrets twain to the boatman on the river, the hunter on the plain, the voyager smiles as he listens to the sound that grown apace. Well, he knows the vespers ringing, the bells of St. Bona face. <laughs> it's a very ang- anglicized version yeah, of that it's, name. It's rhymy. <laughs> or we can sh- make anything rhyme. I got a limerick for you. Oh, no. The titular bishop of St. Boniface. <laughs> no. I won't go any go further. Go on. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the cathedral, located at 190 Avenue de la Cathedral. Mm-hmm. Cathedral? Cathedral. Cathedral. We're learning Cathedral. to pronounce. I've been saying it this whole episode. Building located at 190 Avenue de la Cathedral was designed by architects Marchand and Haskell. Ooh. Okay, that sounds French. Right? Um, it is, um, and of course, was uh, the reconstruction was done by Etienne Gabary, which we'll go into a little bit more detail. Also French. Later. <laughs> yes, also French. Um, the building is heritage designated, as I'm sure you are not surprised to learn. It is now. <laughs> what do you mean now? Well, it wasn't in 
1908. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> th- yes, thank you. Yes. It, <laughs> it was is the newest thing in town. <laughs> yeah. Brand spanking new. Uh, the cost of the construction, would you yeah. like to hazard a guess? $1 million. No. Now, don't forget, labor was cheap because people were treated terribly. Right. And materials were cheap because they came from here. Yeah. $325,000. Oh. When adjusted for inflation to ni- uh, 1914, because I can't go back as far as I need to. Yep. Um, that's only $8.4 million. And I know that if you were to try and rebuild that today, mm-hmm. not only would it cost a great deal more than $8.4 million, mm-hmm. uh, but you'd probably have some difficulty managing finding all of the skilled labor Yes, to do the things that were done at the time that are just simply not done today right so that's crazy um it features unfluted corinthian columns sure a rose window oh i'm going to talk about the rose window good good because yeah. i don't have anything else on it um carved floral patterns tall arched windows mm-hmm. it's of course constructed of manitoba tindall stone mm-hmm. and um i think you already noted this but it was the third cathedral on the site mm-hmm. uh fifth church sixth well, fifth church on the right. site. Okay. It's neoclassical in inspiration. The facade of the cathedral features details borrowed from a number of historical architectural styles, including the Romanesque and Byzantine. Right. But to hear you tell it, it's French, French Romanesque. Romanesque. <laughs> That's got to be a thing. Uh, it, it is. Um, so uh, the other notes I have here is, of course, it was partially destroyed by fire in 1968 at a cost of $2.4 million. Mm-hmm. Tell me I'm not stealing your thunder here. Well, that was 90% of what I'm going to talk about next. Okay. But sure. Let me set the stage for you here. Okay. <laughs> it was a hot day in 1968. Okay. <laughs> so I it was like picture. end of July, 1968. Mm. St. Boniface was celebrating the 150th anniversary of the first Roman Catholic mission on the site. Okay. And so they were sprucing up the cathedral. They were doing some painting. They were doing some re-shingling. And so as the story goes, there were four painters and a tinsmith working on the roof. Okay. And um, as they did in the day, they were smoking while they worked. Oh, and so apparently one of them flicked a cigarette butt, possibly thinking it was going off the roof. And then they went for lunch. Oh, no. And so they were sitting down on the grass, enjoying their lunch, and they looked up, and the cathedral was on fire. Could you imagine being that oops? Worker? <laughs> Could oh. you imagine being the oops? Oh. Um, so there is a little thing that I read saying that that was, what would be the word? refuted at the time oh um i'm gonna read this although it was reported two of the painters had been smoking while working on the roof a fire commissioner's report indicated they were not responsible for the blaze from the evidence received no blame is attached to anyone for the fire and as far as this department is concerned the matter is closed said fire commissioner august thorimbert 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 we're learning to pronounce (laughs) So, I mean, it's been kind of the idea that it was this carelessly discarded cigarette butt that started the fire. Yeah. The insulation was made of wood chips. Yeah. (laughs) 
So whatever sparked the fire started in this wood chip insulation in the roof and then spread very quickly. Yeah. Uh, It took less than an hour for the entire structure to be engulfed in flames. And this is like a mostly stone building. That's the crazy thing. It's just the roof is not stone. Yeah. Well, it said that this... The structure had a dry wood frame. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think other yeah. than the the facades, it would have just gone up like a, a little tinderbox. And it would have been like 60 years old at that time. So, so not super old. Yeah. Um, but so the interior was completely engulfed in flames. There was so much heat and smoke that it exploded oh, outwards the- and it blew that rose window out. Right. And then they later found, this is another fun fact, they found colored glass on the other side of the river, like at the forks. Ooh, wow. From what? the rose window. Wow. So if you can imagine that kaboom. Yeah. And all those pieces of glass just spraying across the river. And there wasn't even a single person with a cell phone taking well, video of this? So this is the thing. <laughs> Apparently, word of the fire got out really quickly. And people started to flood to the area to watch the fire, which slowed down the fire department from getting in. Like the emergency vehicles couldn't get in. Yeah. And so St. Boniface had the fire department there, but they couldn't even contain the fire at that point. It was just crazy. Too far gone. So the two towers. Yeah. Because the cathedral right now... It's shorter than it used to be. Right. <laughs> and as this is a visual medium, you'll just have to know that I'm making hand gestures. hand gestures. Yeah. So the towers fell. She's now gesturing high. The bells and over. in the towers, uh, by the time they fell to the ground, they were like melted. They fell as like what? a, yeah, a molten mass of metal. Can you imagine the heat of that fire? Right? Melt and so bells. those bells had been through a lot. They'd already been through a fire. They had been recast. (laughs) They'd been like taken out of another structure after that. And now they were unsavable. Um, Unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? Um, So when the fire was finally extinguished, all that was left was that front facade. Yeah. The side walls and the sacristy. Yeah, the sacristy. That's where the... um vestments and things yeah. and the, and yeah are where they get ready and yeah yeah it's like the dressing room it's the dr- <laughs> it's a- young rebecca will know because it's a theater term it's a dressing room <laughs> young rebecca uh would you like some more fun facts hit me do you know why it was important to save that front facade well other than the fact that it's beautiful no i don't there are four bishops buried in that front facade (gasps) what yeah their crypts are inside that front facade oh my okay so that's cool yeah um and like you had said the monetary loss was about two and a half million dollars yeah the building was insured for only about a million oh no there were eight insurance companies Involved. That had to settle the claim and they settled it for about nine hundred and forty thousand dollars so the parishioners <laughs> had a choice to either come up with money to rebuild, which they thought would be about $10 million, Yeah. Or oh, to come up with a new plan. They figured a rebuild would be $10 million in what year? 68? Yeah. So that just goes to show that inflation calculator is way out. Yeah. Because if it would have cost 
10 million to rebuild in 1964 and you're starting with arguably some construction or is that 10 million in today's figures i don't know well, no it would be, be 1968 been. figures yeah you're right so it so that, yeah, it would have been a lot yeah yeah huge money and um i guess the church attendance wasn't what it was okay at that time so yeah. they thought well we're better just to build a smaller structure on the site i see and who did they get to do that the one and only Etienne Gabory. Oh. Who some yeah. would say is Thank like the architect of Manitoba. I the have. Mr. Church. <laughs> you're, you're just blowing all my, all my fun here. All my I know fun nothing facts. about Steve. What? No. Start again. Etienne Joseph Gabory, also known as the father of landmarks. Mm-hmm. Mr. Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, an architect as an artist. Okay. Manitoba's greatest architect. Well, if you Google who is Manitoba's greatest architect, it's him. <laughs> Not you, which well, I was surprised to see. It's a work in progress. Um, I mean, maybe it's Manitoba's best male architect. So last and not least, mm-hmm. Steve. Steve. Could you imagine? Steve. Like, well, Etienne, Steve. Not Stefan. No. Well, no, because that's a different name. Just Steve. <laughs> uh, sadly, Steve. Yes. Etienne Gabri passed away in October of last year, 2022. Yes, that's very recent. So he, are you going to talk about what structures? Well, I was going to talk a little bit about Etienne first. Yes. Or we could talk about what he did there. What do you think? Both. Okay. Yeah, because I think Winnipeggers would be very familiar with his buildings. Yeah, so... First, I've, I've got like, I've got a fun fact for you. Okay. He was a distant relative of Louis Riel. I did not know that. There, it's sort of all, you know, full circle. Right. Um, he originally practiced with LM. Okay. Then ultimately... Gabri- Libling Mishner? Yes. Thank you. Libling Mishner. Uh, then ultimately, Gabri Prefontaine Perry Architects. Oh, Okay. Some of his notable work includes, and I'm going to say some because it's a long list. I hope you're going to say the thing at Confusion Corner. (laughs) The thing? The little plaza at Confusion Corner? Oh, no, that's not on my list. Oh, but that's one of them. Yes. Okay. It's mostly gone now. Um, Okay, so, (laughs) of course, the new St. Boniface Cathedral, which we'll talk about. Yes. The Royal Canadian Mint. Yes, that's a notable structure. Internationally (laughs) known. Yeah. And known to rock the microphone. (laughs) Um, Esplanade Real. Sure. Which uh, you can hear more about in episode two. No, one. Episode one. When it was the South. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the Precious Blood Church, which has a much prettier name in French that I won't try to say. Precious Song? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. We're learning to pronounce. Um, the... Uh, Canadian Embassy in Mexico? Sure. So that's an international. He's got several international projects, but okay. that's one of them. Um, Internationally known. Again, indeed. friend of the yeah. pod, Gabri. <laughs> um, and are you familiar with the Louis Riel statue that is at, uh, s- um, at Université Saint-Boniface? 
the same Boniface? That would be Winnipeg's most controversial piece of public art. Is it most controversial? I think so. I think I number have... one Northern is the second most piece <laughs> of controversial art in Winnipeg. <laughs> I don't have an episode callback number for that one, but also I would say that that was a very controversial piece of art. Well, and it so, was moved. Yeah, so it started its life at the ledge. Yes. Um, it what critics of that expressionist style. So the, the statue was actually by Franco-Manitoban artist Marcien Lemay. We. Oui. Um, critics of the his expressionist style called it shameful. Well, yeah, because it didn't portray Riel as a strong, proud statesman. Statesman. He was kind of withered. Looking. Well, he was. I read a description that called it um, that actually named the statue tortured. But then I found yeah. other uh, other uh, samples where or other sources that didn't name the statue that so um yeah it was a very and he's naked he's naked and it was a very tortured naked like we're gonna have to take young rebecca over the river she's looking really confused (laughs) slash skeptical slash so it was at the ledge and people were like this is not the depiction of riel yeah that we think he deserves yes and it was moved to the saint boniface university university the saint boniface And and then um, there's like a structure. Our guy, yeah, Etienne, uh, created the structure. The well, I don't know what to call it, but the walls, the sort of the round walls. Yeah, Yeah. the round walls that sort of bracket the statue. Um, And are they round or they curved? The curved curved, walls. Yeah, curved walls. Um, So the final location for it is. Is quite a nice composition, and and, and Riel himself went to school there, <clears throat> at the Université de Saint Boniface. Riel, Riel went to school at Université. Yes. Okay. Cool. So he is an alum. He's an alum, um, on the grounds. And so that was the list of that was a list of many many gallery. Uh, very notable gallery projects. Did you have any you wanted to add? I was just going to say that that block is very important to Riel's life yes in that he went to school there they had his funeral there he's buried there he's memorialized there yeah no he's buried oh but he wasn't he wasn't he was hung hanged in in regina regina right but his grave is on avenue de la cathedral yeah and it faces the street oh it faces the street right yeah. Like, unlike the other, like, it's set closer to the street than the other graves. Right. And it has, like, a little round wall around it as well. Yeah. Curved. But, like, knee, le- knee height. Knee height. Not, like, super tall. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Just to uh, clarify. <laughs> so, that's all I have for Etienne. I, it's not a uh, fitting tribute uh, mm-hmm. because he's uh, done many things. Um, and many uh, notable works that I'm not listing here. We could talk about him again when we talk about notable architects. Let's do it. Because I'm sure you'll want to. I probably will. Um, did you want me to mention the awards? Yeah, please. Uh, the redevelopment of the cathedral space by Gabri yeah. won the Heritage Canada Award in, eight, in 1985. Okay. In 1985. Um, one of his crowning achievements in his own view, and this is off the, I think, the Manitoba 
Association of Architects site. Really? I think. Um, he also received the Manitoba Historical Society Centennial Medal of Honor for his contributions to the province in the field of church architecture. Mm. Church architecture. No. No. Ch- no. Architecture. No. No. Nope. <laughs> church architecture. No. Nope. Um, 1968, when that uh, cathedral was burning down, Gabri was designing his own home in the St. Vitale. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Cool. That's the timeline. Yep. All right. So, should we talk about what he designed? Yes. Did we already? Nope. It's, um... Oh, I thought you meant, like, in general. But no. you mean, like, at the cathedral. <laughs> yes, at the center. So I have put the cart before the horse. He won a medal for something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> many, many medals and awards. And tell us what he won for. Are you new here? Yeah, yeah. basically. Um, okay, so um, one... Uh, so now we're talking about the new, comparatively, building uh, located on the east side of the existing ruins. Right. Did we mention that the ruins were preserved and reinforced? With some weathered brown iron structuring elements? Structural gonna, elements? Yeah. I'm going to say Corten steel, and then we're going to fact check that. Okay. Uh, Corten steel bracing. Yes. Um, so the, and if you are a Zelda fan, if you're a Nintendo Zelda fan, you might know it as a place you you could find a fairy who could revive some of your life. Is this true? <laughs> well, young Rebecca seems to concur. Um, Link? Unrelated. Yeah, Link, okay, there you yeah, go. There we go. Excellent. <laughs> She's a team player. Um, Etienne. The Ocarina of Sadness. <laughs> no, you're Too gonna- far? <laughs> You're going to make young Rebecca walk out the door. My knowledge of video games is... We just exhausted it. Yeah, that was it. I think you did pretty good, though. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's many ocarinas, yeah. Um, so Etienne Gabri uh, was quoted as saying, we are not trying to reconstruct the old church. Mm-hmm. We have these ruins. The burning is part of the church's history, and from these... A new cathedral arises. <gasps> Gives me like shivers. A phoenix from the flames. Yeah. Well, yeah. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. Um, so the new cathedral's interior. Oh, am I stealing your thunder here? The new no, ca- I'm done. Okay. <laughs> the new. Ca- I'm putting my shoes on. <laughs> okay. All right. She's already eating dinner. Folks. <laughs> seafood tower. Do I need to remind you? It's a seafood tower in your future. Seafood tower. Uh, I like. I have to lose bets more often. This is a really good payout. I know. So the new cathedral's interior, mm-hmm. defined by warm wood cladding and a soaring canted roof, continues the dramatic focus of prairie sunlight found throughout Gabri's oeuvre. Oh. Isn't that egg? Oh. <laughs> what is the word O-E-U-V-R-E? Like, oof? Oof. Oh, oof. <laughs> oeuvre. Open? No, that's... <laughs> what is the word oeuvre? Oeuvre, like, Laporte. Oeuvre? Ouvre? It's your oeuvre. It's like your body of work, isn't it? I have no idea. It's your activity. Oh, oeuvre. oeuvre. The works, the Le works bo- of a painter, composer, or author regarded collectively. Oh, okay, perfect. His collected works of his collected yeah. body, his body of work. 
At the same time, the St. Boniface building maintains its own distinct character, the mm -hmm. result of the dramatic design of the original cathedral's facade in combination with Gabri's stylized approach, or as you would like to say, the juxtaposition of incongruencies. I do like to say that. <laughs> you know what I like about that building and what they've done? What? What? Because when you come up to the facade, it's very dramatic. Yes. You can walk through the arches. Yeah. And then you have that beautiful courtyard. It is beautiful. It's lovely. So like setting the new building back a little bit from the front gives it that nice, because it's, it's a pretty big volume of space, would you say? Yeah. You get a, to get the scale of the original cathedral. And, and the... Obviously, the ceiling or the roof of the building being not there means now the sky is the roof of the building, which is quite poetic. The heavens, you say? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think that that's really beautiful. Um, it's a uh, noted location of people taking pictures. I think you do need to pay or have a permit for like weddings and, and grads and things. I think so. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Otherwise, the place would just be swarmed by people. I think we, we owe someone at least $5 for the pictures we took there on <laughs> at, the 13th of May. At like 11 o'clock at night. No! Oh, that was in the, the afternoon. earlier one. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I would agree. The uh, Etienne's building um, was in no way trying to overshadow what was on the site. It was trying to complement it, to mm -hmm. balance it. And to, um, but to meet the needs of the, the congregation. I did also notice in my reading that it was sometimes referred to as a basilica. Sure. I should probably have done a little bit of research because I don't know what the distinction is. Do you? No. All right. Then we'll cut that. One, one is harder to spell. Yes. Um, and that building opened in 1972. Did it? Well, that's what the cornerstone says. I've heard that was a good year. It was a great year. So we're saying about 50 years? <laughs> Ish. Going on 51. <laughs> <laughs> a year that is near and dear to your heart. Yeah. But it's nice that they did that instead of just trying to recreate what was there. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I like to give the, the parish, is it parish be the correct term? To give them like a building that fit their needs yeah. at that time. Yeah, and um, replacing what was there, uh, I think, could never have been. You could you could never have replaced it. Could you? Okay, hear me out. I'm listening. Gingerbread City Hall. No. Versus current City Hall. Can you imagine if they had torn? <gasps> can you imagine if they had torn down that cathedral and put up a completely modern building? I'm also not opposed to that. But but I do love what was done. Winnipeggers finding those original pictures, <laughs> losing their minds, <laughs> losing their do. actual minds. As they do with Gingerbread City Hall. Yeah. To but, this day. And also, it's kind of neat that they didn't pop a, a window back into the, yeah. the hole left by the rose window. In case yeah. people were wondering what that big hole is, that's where the rose window was. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see... I've seen some really interesting... Um, building facade and lighting techniques i think it'd be really neat to almost like hologram a window in place in i that. was just thinking that if or even putting like a just a piece of screen yeah behind it and then projecting Project. what oh. the rose window looked like 
That would be so cool. Oh. <laughs> a girl can dream. <laughs> I think there's like a national registry of stained glass. Is there? And you can look up. We'll put it on our socials, but you can go look up the stained glass from the cathedral and see the oh. rose window. And Oh, cool. It, any chance... It has been colorized because nothing else. Yes. Oh, really? It's in color. Cool. Okay. I'd like Lots to see of it. yellows. Lots of yellows? Yellows. Well, yellow would bring a lot of light in. Yeah. Out of all the colors. Yeah. It didn't look like a big rose. In right. In case anyone's. <laughs> rose window does not mean no. it has it to be rose. It was a big picture of rose from the Golden Girls. It was not. Beautifully done in leaded glass. <laughs> Betty White? Betty White. R.I.P. <laughs> Betty White. In yellow. <laughs> On the rose window. On the rose window. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> I kid. Oh, my God. Do we want to talk about the Archbishop's residence at all? Let's do this little bit. Okay. And then if you want to cut it, we'll cut it. Okay. So, um, directly across the street from the cathedral. Yes. Is 151 Avenue de la Cathedral. Yes. The Archbishop's residence, mm-hmm. architect and builder unknown. Oh. That doesn't happen very often. No. With structures that remain, anyway. Um, the building is also heritage designated, mm-hmm. but probably wasn't at the time. Right. <laughs> it has some interesting art. Outside art, does it not? Am I thinking of the same does building? It? I don't know. Does it not? Ah, uh, you know what? I was really focused on the building, and I okay. wasn't paying attention to the art. Um I'll have to take you there later tonight. Okay, let's After do the it. seafood tower. Okay. <laughs> at 11 o'clock when it's dark. And we know not where to park this time. Yes, we know where not to park. Um, the stone building with a gambrel roof. Uh-huh. Uh, and originally a cupola on top. A couple of what? <laughs> Such a nerd. Um, and, a, and lovely... <laughs> Young Rebecca liked that one. <laughs> no, she didn't. She is raising her eyebrows suspiciously at you. Um, it had some lovely coining on the corners. Coining, yeah. you say? She's just showing me a picture of some of the art. Yeah. On um, coining, you yeah, say? Coining. Okay. Are you familiar with coining? We've talked about it before. It's uh, it's like dollaring, but uh, made no. of metal. <laughs> not no, not even no? close. Should we try again? Circles? Does it involve circles? No circles. Does it look like a roll of dimes lined up? It doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then no, I wasn't listening. <laughs> It's the um, emphasizing a corner using blocks that are alternating. Oh, do you know the emphasis? Yeah. Does that make sense? I had. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have called it coining. Sure. I mean, you know, I'll get you on the board. Okay. Etienne Gabri did uh, some updates and some restoration work on that building in 1964. Mm Hmm. The bishop in question, for the archbishops. The questionable bishop? Res- no. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The bishop in question is Bishop Provencher, who oh, you've already mentioned. I have mentioned Bishop Provencher. Um, of his, street fame. Of street fame. His name was Joseph Norbert Provencher. As I mentioned. It was the Shout f- out to Norbert. <laughs> it was the fourth residence constructed. The previous three were lost to fire or flood. Well, because the first church was built to be his residence. And that, yeah. 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 So there we go. Foreshadowing or whatever the opposite of that is. I wasn't lucky with the uh, buildings. No. Nor was the site. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It was referred to as either Bishop's Palace. Palace. Or the Archiepiscopal Palace, which is not an easy thing. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. The titular Archiepiscular Palace. Palace. Teasers. That's the word I was thinking of. (laughs) Teasers. Don't just shout the name of strip clubs into our podcast. Um, It was a solid stone structure. Georgian stone. Okay, wait. Solid stone. How'd they get in? (laughs) The structure was solid stone. Okay. Not the building. (laughs) Uh, It was a Georgian style influenced by French Canadian Quebecois style. Okay. To make uh, Father Provencher feel right at home. Yep. (laughs) Well, because he came from the Quebec. Yeah, the Quebec. Um, the Quebec. <laughs> the foundation is 35 inch thick solid stone. That seems like too much. You're that seems a, a little overbuilt. Now. <laughs> I mean, it could probably survive a direct hit. I don't know. But um, the balance of the house is house, palace, is uh, 16 inch thick stone walls. Son of a. In your knowledgeable structural opinion, is that too thick for the walls? Too? That's too thick. Okay. That's too thick. And um, <laughs> fun fact, which you actually already touched on. Okay. The following is a short list of some of the names of the bishops and archbishops that lived there after Provence. Okay. Taché. Sure. Grandin. Yep. Langevin. Mm-hmm. Bellevaux. Mm-hmm. Goulet. <laughs> like Robert Goulet? boo boo be doo What? <laughs> You were supposed to comment on the pattern. <laughs> were they in alphabetical order? No, they're all streets. Oh. Provence, Ooh, but Tache, gra- Grandin, Langevin. But not Grandin anymore. Oh, that's right. Can, yeah. we, can we talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about Let's that. Let's talk about that. We can talk about Let's uh, learn to problematic no. oh, yeah. street names. Yeah, yeah. So Bishop Grandin um, was a bishop. Yes. Who lived in that home. Yes. Uh, he was a, a bit of a residential school supporter yeah can we say that yeah that's a little it's awkward it's good that we uh, are talking about this though it's a pretty good segue to the new name the new name wait wait for bishop grandin which is hold on i'm gonna tell you what the new name is because i took a picture of my google maps in the car the other day and they've already changed the name on google maps to abenoji mikana which means the children's highway isn't that awesome? That's awesome. So, Abinogi. you know what? Take that, Bishop Grandin. Yeah. I would like to see, you know, more of that. More of well, a rec- getting reclamation. Getting a, a street named after you and then turning out to be a not-so-super dude. Yeah. street's not named after you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abinogi Mikana. Yep. You know, it's funny because I've heard people you know annoyed by like having to learn a new thing yeah. and when i think about some of the street names that exist in winnipeg mm-hmm. that we've all just kind of gotten used to mm-hmm. that might not have sounded easy to get used to at first yep abenoji mikana is not that hard to learn right we can learn this we can learn that we can do this i want to see what my uh what like the gps voice will do with that oh well, it will have to. T- you'll have to set it up so it tells you to turn on, turn off La Jamodier onto <laughs> Abenogi Mikana. Well, actually, it's pretty phonetic. 
I think it, it might is be pretty a, phonetic. I yeah, think it might be. Uh, I think it might be to okay. all the, to all the people poo pooing it. Yeah. it is pretty phonetic. It's phonetic and um, and it rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, I mean, it has a great meaning to it. Yeah, yeah. Provincher, Provincher Boulevard, cache, cache. Um. So yeah, Abenoji, Mikina. High five. High five to that, and high five to Google Maps for getting that done before the city. That was fast. <laughs> Super fast. And um, that's it. That's all. Cue the music. Or do your thing. No, that was good. I'm good. Cue the music. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>